Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Have you tried changing your health year on year, resolving that this year things are going to be different, but nothing seems to change? Oftentimes, when things are not changing, we're following many wellness myths and not looking at the full picture, including our nutrition, recovery, stress management, leaving out mind-body connection. I want to introduce you to Wellness Redefined, a new podcast from Refillion Media that's here to dispel all your myths about wellness and fitness while sharing stories of how we redefine what it means to be healthy. On each episode, we'll be talking to experts from all walks of life who will share their own unique wellness journey and offer their perspective. I am your host, Tamika Rochester, founder and CEO of Harlem Cycle, a premier wellness space in New York City with a focus on indoor cycling. I've been an advocate for wellness since as early as I can remember. So if this sounds like something that could help change your life, go ahead and pause the show you're listening to and subscribe to Wellness Redefined on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, if you could see the glamorous life of podcasters. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Um, we are, we're recording. We're just going <laughs> to. Come on. All right. Over. We're just setting the scene. Yeah. Hey, we're just, yeah, we're just trying to set the scene t- so people know how uh, glorious. If you guys could see us right now. We are the life of a podcaster. We're inside of a bush. <laughs> we're under an olive tree. It's, yeah, Is it's, it really? No, it's all. Oh, my God. The excitement in my voice. Wait, what? what? Alright guys, we are at Verve Coffee Roasters. They just opened a brand new location in Palo Alto. Yep, their grand opening. Um, First of all, about- welcome back to uh, Oh yeah, Between hey guys, Reps. oh my god. Yeah, hey, who are we? Hey, welcome, welcome back to, to Between the Reps with Brooke and Gina. Gina. And we are here, they have a grand opening happening. If you guys haven't already heard of Verve, you're dumb. Uh, then you're <laughs> new <kidding>. to this <laughs> podcast, or to me and Gina, and also, you're dumb. You're dumb. Just kidding, you're not dumb. You're not. Kidding. Um, we drove over. It's like how much hotter here than Santa it's Cruz. It's really hot. We did not come prepared no. at all. No, we're In sweating. Fact, I didn't balls. think about it. I actually grabbed a jacket. <laughs> I know. I have, I have you mine have too. You have a hoodie wrapped yeah, around your waist. I have it wrapped around, around waist. my waist. But here we are. We are trying to find shade. If you could see us, we're hidden yeah. underneath 
it's not the a one, coffee tree. I no, it's it like was. the one olive tree that they planted. He said they planted it like yesterday. Well, it's creating so a we lot found of shade. Some shade. We're going to sit down with Colby. Mm-hmm. Jordan, what's Colby's last name? Bar. It's like I, I'm so dumb. You should know that. I know. No, I know everyone's kidding. first names. <laughs> it's hard enough for me to remember first names. <laughs> right. We're going to sit down with Colby Barr. He is the founder of Verve Coffee Roasters. Started in Santa Cruz. I worked at Verve, actually, for a year and a half. You Their did. downtown location. And that's how I fell in love with coffee. Mm-hmm. Before, okay, when I started when going to Verve. when you became a coffee snob. Yes. Yeah. Because before Verve, I was your typical, I drank coffee like my mom drank it. Mm-hmm. Right. With like vanilla creamer, you know, a lot of usually like a darker coffee from Starbucks, which is consistently shitty. If you guys follow me, um, but consistently shitty in a way that you you know what you're going to get anywhere you go, which is nice. Right. Um, but that's how I drank it, and I remember I was going through different phases with my diet where I couldn't add those things in. Right. And you had I still, to actually drink it black. Yeah. Right. But. Until I started working at Verve and I was going through all the training. So when you get like, you take your resume and you do the interview. When you get hired, you go through a bunch of training and then you do a lot of like coffee tasting and you learn, you know, what's good. Right. <laughs> and learning how to, how to taste it and, you know, looking at where it's from and why it tastes the way it does and the, the notes and things. If you guys go to a coffee shop, usually on the coffee, uh, it gives you like flavor notes. Mm-hmm. The person, when they go through the process of tasting it, they sort of... They decide those things for every coffee, which right. is really cool. And obviously, everyone kind of tastes things a little bit differently. So they will cup a, a type of coffee. They'll cup it so many times before it's something that they're like, okay, it's ready. And then they, you know, go through the whole process of roasting all of it, bagging it. Right, which it. you don't even realize when you go and order a cup of coffee how much no. time goes into it. No. So we're going to sit down with Colby and going to let him tell you about not only his new location, but... All, the, all of the locations that they currently have and really just not only educate us a bit more, for sure educate you, Gina, because... I, I, I drink shitty coffee. <laughs> <laughs> but like for me, I you don't know... mind consistently shitty when coffee. I, when I was training, I didn't realize like what that was like, like training to work at a coffee shop. Right. And it really makes you respect the whole art of coffee and what it takes to create a cup of coffee. Right. Appreciate it. Yeah. For sure. When you know so, what goes into it. Yeah. We're going to let yeah. Kobe talk about it. Okay. From the mouth of the, the founder himself. From the mouth of the Which founder himself. Which is way better than me trying to tell you about it. Well, yeah. I mean, I need to know about it because I grew up on like hardware store coffee. Oh, the good kind. Yeah. The really the good kind. the bottom it, of the... Yeah. The ants in it. You'll yeah, have to tell I told that, you that story. You'll have to tell that I story I to did Kobe. on another one. Hey, give him yeah. those headphones. Okay. Here. Colby, you get these headphones. Just trying to be part of it. And first of all, I'm sure that this is probably the most high production <laughs> podcast you've ever been on. By far. <laughs> I got distracted earlier when you were talking. There's a guy like walking by and you can see him talking and he got his phone out and kept taking pictures of us while we're huddled, huddled, sorry, huddled under this tree right now. I hope that we become a meme. <laughs> For sure. All right, guys. Welcome. Colby Bar. He is the founder of Verve Coffee Roasters and really cool dude. Actually... I'd already let them know, Colby, that I worked for you for a while. And uh, since then, when, when I got hired, you only had, you had the Seabright, 41st, and downtown. Uh, yeah. I and think downtown right. was just starting. Yeah, and downtown was where you were at. Yeah. And how many coffee shops do you have now? We have, I think, 13. 
Jeez. Wow. So <laughs> I came in when they were just opening their third, and now they've opened 10 since I worked there. I'd like to hope that it wasn't that long ago, but actually I'm turning 30, so it was a while ago. Where, where are they at? We have uh, four in Santa Cruz, obviously home base, mm-hmm. and then we have three in Los Angeles, a store in San Francisco, and um, here in the Peninsula on Facebook campus, actually, mm-hmm. and three in Japan. Oh, wow. Yeah, pretty casual. How did you, I guess, like, to choose, like, obviously when you're going to choose to find a new place where you'd want to open up a coffee shop, what's that process like? Even when you guys first left Santa Cruz to open one outside of Santa Cruz, what was that like? Leaving Santa Cruz was kind of a, the big decision because it's like, do you want to leave the home nest and try to go get involved? Or do you want to just kind of stay here, home base, and kind of have that be our worldview? But our brand's always been bigger than just, you know, a hometown brand, although we obviously have a lot of love for hometown. Yeah, absolutely. Being a hometown brand. But we just decided to go out there with the people and... You know, we ended up in Los Angeles because of working with a lot of great restaurants and going down there and seeing so many people that were active, that wanted high quality of life, that liked nice food and nice, nice things. And it just sort of resonated with the brand. So we've kind of picked our locations based on finding communities that feel akin to what we do kind of in Santa Cruz and aspirational and people that like high quality of life and nice products. But um, which is, I guess, why we're all only in California. <laughs> and then uh, Japan called, which was also interesting because they they have a great appreciation for the West Coast and the brand and just that kind of point of view. I remember when I was training and working there, we talked a lot about, like, globally how known, you know, in, in like, the community of coffee, how known, like, Verve was on the map of coffee. It, does that happen? So was were you guys already, I guess... Um, sending a lot of whole bean to Japan before this happened? Or did, how did they hear about you? You know, <clears throat> no, we weren't really... I mean, we sent some coffee to Japan, and we kind of even had this one kind of w- unique little account we worked with there. But they had, they had actually come to Los Angeles, and some people there um, who were had a cool space, and they were trying to find a, quote, West Coast roaster to put in. And they went and kind of like secretly shopped all the cool brands and really loved us. And loved our aesthetic and the California feel and just wanted to wanted us to come bring that to Japan. So what is the I guess the decor, uh, the coffee shop itself? Does it sort of still resemble a little bit of the, the vibe and feel we haven't you have in a lot of the shops here in California or is it very different? No, it actually totally feels like the same the same aesthetic, meaning, you know, we don't have just one aesthetic. But yeah, I think that like California modern architecture, residential welcoming warm but like mm-hmm. modern um is our is our style and that we brought that there and totally resonated with what they do so do you think you'll open up more shops out there yeah i think so actually there's one on the table right now so we have three and yeah we'll probably keep growing there we have an the team there is amazing and it's, it's japan's is, is awesome if you guys have never been there no, any, i have not any of your listeners have not been there i highly recommend tokyo it's a great city. If you're looking for someone to open a shop, Gina <laughs> is very organized. Yeah, Gina, let's talk about this. Well, I was just going to say, like, do you want to send us to podcast over there? <laughs> let's do this. Do you have maybe have like another tree over there we could like perch yeah. underneath and, and we talk can, about it? We can find you a tree. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, I want to, well, I want to know 
and I kind of already know, but Gina does not know how you started getting into coffee. Um, kind of started out of the like cliche reason I think people get into coffee, which is you drink coffee, it's quote cool, and then you think, oh, wouldn't it be cool to have a coffee shop? So kind of, I think the reason a lot of people get into coffee businesses, but also, you know, Ryan, whom you know, my mm-hmm. business partner, you know, we knew each other in college and he was a coffee crazy man. He was like my first coffee geek friend. And so I always wanted to kind of start my own business. He was this crazy coffee geek and those that, you know, we knew each other playing music, but we also connected on this other level. And it was through that that we just said, Hey, what about if we started a coffee company together and. It was kind of just a real leap of faith, and we started Verve down in Santa Cruz. Well, and how does that start? Like, do you, did you just, like, start traveling and, and figuring it? Like, how do you figure out? I mean, you're, again, talking to somebody who knows nothing. So, like, did you, like, go and figure out where the beans that you wanted were? Or, like, yeah, I mean, I, mean I, I wouldn't even know how to start that. <laughs> neither like, did hey, we. Hey, I'm going to start a coffee company. Are you thinking about <laughs> it? Yeah, I'm, start, yeah, yeah, I'm going to be your competitor. Watch no. out. <laughs> You'd be really worried. <laughs> between the coffee bushes. <laughs> yeah. That's our coffee shop. <laughs> Um, no, it was like definitely ignorance is bliss. We even joked like one year in that if we had known what it, we were actually starting, there's no way we would have ever done it. <laughs> it was dark. but um, There was a dark time. But then it, the light came. No, kind of true. But um, no, we, we, you know, Ryan was a coffee geek. I want to start the uh, business. So, and so we had this idea of what we wanted to do. We saw this movement happening, which is now called like third wave coffee, which is if any of you out there have ever seen like, you know, what looks like a tree, the same mm-hmm. tree we're sitting under. Yes. No. Or a heart or something poured into your drink like latte art. That's sort of a symbol for this thing called third wave. First wave being like your grandpa's Folgers coffee. Second wave being Starbucks and lattes and things like that. Third wave being this newer, younger kind of approach to coffee. Um, we knew we felt this happening, so we just decided to kind of go for it and uh, really didn't know quite what we were getting into. Um, but as far as where does coffee come from? There was a big rabbit hole that happened right after we committed to it and, you know, kind of just fell into it. And sourcing coffee became something I was really passionate about. And I traveled for, for, for years by myself just sourcing coffee. I grew up farming wine grapes in Northern California and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, so I was doing that. Ryan was our roaster. And we kind of just shared on shared the retail and marketing stuff. So like the perfect combination then yeah it kind of yeah. worked out that way crazy two yeah. crazy people yeah two <laughs> don't know what super they're doing. crazy people that actually don't know what they're getting into <laughs> but look at you now look at you now right an it's idea amazing. and an overcommitment can take you far yeah <laughs> like overcommitting that. to something that you don't quite you haven't you have no idea how big it is yes yeah. you just wanted to do something fun yeah. yeah what was it like going from your first like roastery i know you guys had mm-hmm. everything in one location right that was on you had like a very small yeah, roaster and then first. kind of moving into having to get like a much bigger one, <laughs> just like space. Like how did that feel or what did you guys do in order to grow as you were growing? Cause that, I mean, I, me thinking about it, it's like for sure over, seems over, fairly overwhelming. And again, like not quite sure how big of a roaster I need to get or location I have to have. Yeah. We, you know, <clears throat> Every little step along the way, you go through these these sort of walls or something, these little barriers that you're not sure what's on the other side, and you don't know how fast you should run through it. And and that, like, even, you know, opening our second store, for having to just one little store or moving to our roastery, the same thing, which is how big do you go? And we had a few people that worked in the industry that had um, 
have a, a pretty important brand in coffee that kind of liked us and gave us some advice, which was to take a much bigger space than we were thinking. Mm-hmm. And it was good advice because we actually needed it. So a little bit of help along the way and, and people encouraging us to think a little bigger, go a little bigger, try a little harder, not try harder, but just don't accidentally under like sell yourself short or to, to not, to not dream or think big enough. And that was a lot of the help that's been with us along the way has been to just think bigger and kind of just try to, you know, dream bigger, think bigger and go bigger and um, not blow it. Yeah. Don't blow it. (laughs) Don't blow it. That's my motto. Don't blow it, Gina. Asterisk. Don't blow it. (laughs) Don't blow it. My dad is still stuck in that first wave. Oh, I, I tell I I thought it was Folgers that I grew up drinking at the hardware store, but I think it was Farmer Brothers, mm-hmm. which I think halfway is a step down, maybe I don't know. Okay, perfect time for you to tell him this story. Oh well, okay. So we had the we had the coffee pot, you know, normal hardware store. All the contractors come in, mm-hmm. and it was really disgusting because we wouldn't actually make the coffee fresh every day. So sometimes we'd just be like drinking the old coffee that had been in there, and I kept like noticing all these grounds in the bottom of my coffee and I was like that is so weird like what are these grounds like it, they sh- it shouldn't be this many cleaned it out they were ants right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'd been drinking ants in my coffee for probably a good three days or something like that but yeah that <laughs> thinking um, they were grounds pr- protein boost yeah yeah so yeah that's that's about I don't just I'm not don't really have a, like a very mature palate when it comes to coffee, I wasn't like it wasn't even enough to be like, oh, this tastes shitty. And you're like, oh, yeah, not bad. Yeah, this. it's not too bad. But when it comes to ants, yeah, very, very yeah, refined. right. No, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Very, very mature palate with ants. <laughs> um, will you tell us a little bit about your guys' process of hiring? Yeah, you know, it's it's evolved a little bit over the years, but I think was Brooke fired. No. I'm just no. kidding. They begged me. To- I'm just kidding. Brooke's the best. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it's true. Brooke was, is and always was awesome. Um, I loved th- working there. I'll come back right now. Let's do this. Ryan's on bar right now, so we'll, we'll do a full throwback. <clears throat> um, no, we've, we've, we've always been really serious about our hiring and I don't want to say intense, but, you know, we've, we've always wanted to. The, the main thing in like a business like ours, especially with service, it's kind of with any business, but it's like getting the right people mm-hmm. and not just any people. And then okay. really finding the right people on, as much as you, you know, only getting the wrong people off and then to give the right people the tools and training so that they can have the confidence to actually just be themselves. Mm-hmm. Not so they can then become something else, but the idea is like for people to be confidently trained, to have the information they need so they really just feel comfortable and then they can just go do their thing and actually just what we've said in training or whatever, just say, just be normal. Right. Just like you be you. We, good. You don't need to be some other thing. But sometimes I think, especially in service and hospitality, people come off with weird attitudes. Sometimes it's just the nature or the culture of a, of a business company. But sometimes I think it's people not having the confidence and then they have an interaction that can throw them off and then they can kind of get defensive or something mm-hmm. like that but if people are really trained and they know they're empowered to just have ever having customers backs and it's like they can just uh, have the autonomy to make good decisions and they're trained and really really up to speed then they can just yeah relax and just do them uh, I mean, I, when you go into a verb you do really do feel like the people behind the counter are having a good time 
which is cool. it's because they are right <laughs> but it's cool it's like no one like really like looks like they're like um oh, i'm stuck at work again you know like they're all like super friendly and and they're usually having a great time so yeah I might, I might need a job. <laughs> we are always hiring. Okay, cool. They have, we're going to Japan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the next uh, location on the docket. Well, so Gina, we are moving to Japan. So that might be rough. So yeah. <laughs> a little time before that. I can go and do that. Well, I had, I had talked a little bit before you came on Colby, just about like when I, my experience with coffee before, you know, tr- um, giving my resume to Verve was exactly that. It was like second wave coffee and just kind of drinking it, how my mom drank it. And also too, I think before third wave or before for me, like Verve, it was always like, uh, fast food in a way, like, um, what it meant to have a coffee meant something very different than what it means to me now. And, that, and that was something that like we, it was all about creating, you know, helping when you, when someone walked through the door, greeting them, you know, helping them have the experience to allow them to have a, a time where almost like time sort of stops in a way and, and slows down and, you know, give them this time to relax, enjoy a really great beverage, all the people around them. Like you said, from the, how it was, you know, decorated to the warmth and the feeling and having people that are normal and that are, you know, building this confidence to be themselves, it's, it's so much different than going into a, a Starbucks or running into, you know, there's so many other shitty coffee shops out there. I love oh, I'll, oh, I'll bring you back in. So uh, people that follow me know that I, I do drink coffee from Starbucks because it's consistently shitty. That's like what I say all the time. It's consistently shitty where I can go in there and you know what you're going to get. If I'm international, I know what I'm going to get. If I'm it's not that I don't like their coffee. I just appreciate and love my time at like a third way coffee shop so much more that if there's an opportunity for me when I travel to find and discover new coffee shops, that's just what I prefer to do. However, I will drink Starbucks. Yeah. In a pinch. In a pinch. <laughs> but then you'll complain about it the whole time. You know, you just have to doctor it up more. <laughs> you have to just doctor it up more. It requires a little bit of doctoring. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they... <clears throat> They invented second wave. I mean, they're the, you know, Howard Schultz and company convinced the world that there was something beyond just a black cup of coffee with free refills and nickel diner coffee and introduced espressos. Ants. Yeah, ant coffee. Beyond ants. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, 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 you know, yeah, people, espresso culture, lattes, $5 coffees. And, you know, the idea that a coffee house was, that, that there was an idea that you could have what he called the third place where mm-hmm. you could. And so we... And what we've done in Third Wave is tried to expand upon that and sort of try to think how can we be even more refined in, in our atmosphere? How can we elevate the product beyond that? And just trying in the service model, too, to be more personal and and just, um, I don't know, not necessarily down to earth, but just less formulaic and a little more, yeah, a little more personalized. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, 
I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. We really appreciate you and want to stay connected with you. So please rate, review, and subscribe to help this podcast grow. And if you like the podcast, get the word out. And now back to the show. For us, if we're going to go and get a coffee, we always go. We, always we go live in Santa Cruz. So we always go to Verve, and it's a matter of we know what we're going to get. We're going to get friendly people. We're going to get an amazing product, and it's a time where we can, even without trying to relax and slow down, it just happens. Yeah. Like without asking to slow down or relax, like it just it just happens. Well, and there have been days I think when we've gone there like three times in a day. Yeah, we I'm do. sure you have a lot of customers <laughs> that do the same thing that are like living off of coffee. Yeah, we, we, we appreciate that a lot. I mean, I would go there. I'll go there, and, like, if it's a little too late, I'll get a I'll go for a decaf because I just want a coffee. <laughs> she does. I just want the experience yeah. so bad. You know, that, it's funny. You're talking about decaf. Uh, we're, we're, I know you drink our flash brew. Yes. And we're working on, right now, launching a decaf flash brew, which is it's kind of funny. I'm, I'm like, we're the first people to do it, and I'm like, I wonder why. <laughs> Should that have been a sign or are we innovating? No, but it's it's cool because uh, me too. Like, I I think what I think because coffee is elevated, and I think what, in companies and what we're doing in particular to bring the the intrinsic qualities and flavors of coffee to the forefront, that people are like, in, or people are enjoying coffee beyond just I need my caffeine fix. Right. It's like okay, take two, etc. Right. It and actually then tastes through. good. Yeah. Right. So I think now. There is, as people are drinking better and better coffee, there's a time when you want that taste, and it's not just that you want the caffeine. Not to say that that's how it is in the morning. I mean, we all want the caffeine, but um, I think, yeah, in the afternoon, sometimes I feel like a coffee because I actually just like the taste of it, but mm -hmm. I don't necessarily you don't want, want to be up all night. I don't need, <laughs> right. I don't, yeah, I don't need any more coffee today. Right. Right. So we're kind of making this push into decaf. So it's funny. Well, I think that. it's, I think thrilled. it's. You're gonna be thrilled about that. Yeah, I mean, I'll, yeah, I'll be going there four times a day. <laughs> I'll be, ma I'll make like a, a pot of decaf coffee, and like, I started doing that or wanting it, and I remember because my family's in Southern Utah, and my mom does that too. Now I'll be home, and she's like put a decaf pot on because she just wants coffee. She just wants yeah. like the flavor, and, and again, like, I guess the feeling of what that, what it feels like to like relax and enjoy something slowly and. Uh, Sorry, yeah. I just got sidetracked again because that guy came over and took another picture. <laughs> We're definitely going to be a meme. Hey. <laughs> what is happening? 
definitely a meme. <laughs> yes, I hope it's a good one. You um, might be huge on Instagram after this. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. They're gonna get you some followers. Yeah, exactly. I definitely need more. <laughs> we need you to get. We need you to get more followers. I do need more. Um, what I noticed, or what I've I've noticed, mostly just with Starbucks, I guess, but I is a lot of those second wave like coffee cultures and coffee shops. They're kind of trying to make that transition now. Yeah, definitely. You're feeling. I mean, Starbucks is. In, you know, Starbucks has made a push to that with their like reserve stores mm-hmm. and their reserve roastery. They put a lot of energy and, and money into that. Actually, they're. Yeah, and then yeah, in the business world, there's a lot of companies buying companies, and there's been a lot of movement in in the third wave space, which, if nothing else, validates it. But yeah, it it, it is interesting to see that what started as, you know, uh, this something like the kids quote we're doing or mm-hmm. was like was it gonna be a fad mm-hmm. i didn't think so but you know when you're talking to your parents or talking to people oh, it's like sure. oh this thing that it's like when hip-hop started and it's like oh it's gonna be this fad yeah that, that would turn out to be a fad <laughs> yeah. <Hip-hop. laughs> still um, here yeah. still nope. here nope largest music yeah so i think that, yeah you're yeah it's true you're really seeing a lot of people push into it so i wouldn't be surprised to see that just accelerate what do you find is going to be like you know, I, I'm not a huge fan of when people ask me, like, what's your five-year plan? What's your year plan? What's your, I'm like, dude, what's no, my we were, tomorrow plan? I know. We were reading that one. It was like, what are you going to do in 10 years, 20 years, 30 years? I'm like, I'll be dead. <laughs> no, don't you say that. <laughs> like, I already told you, you that I'm going to have you on life support. Yeah, I'm just going to try to not be in a home. You know, <laughs> you, that's you my won't. plan. I'm sorry. You'll be Back in a really you. great home in Japan. <laughs> yeah, You're yeah. living in an Airstream in Baja, Mexico. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> but yeah, I guess, you know... Is, do you yeah. have a certain number of stores in mind that you want to open? Do you have? Yeah, I mean we we have a we have a plan. Don't we? We have a plan. That's good. Telling. Do you no. have Do you have some info on your plan? Yeah, yeah. No, we're. I mean, we're still structured similar. You know, pretty similarly to how we've always been. I mean, we're independent, founder run. Ryan and I are here right now, um, and so we still get to grow at our. At, the way your, yeah. yeah, at our pace or in our direction, the way we want to and focus and innovate on things that we're interested in, take chances where we want to. So, I mean, our, our, our plan is to still, you know, grow a couple stores a year, but like really key locations, great stores, awesome communities. We love California. And so there's still a lot of work. I mean, not a lot of work. I mean, that's where we're really mainly focused. And we get asked all the time about New York and I was Austin just gonna say. all the time even this morning actually but um so you never know that could totally happen but we're we're focused on a couple stores a year growth we have um a really kind of cool reserve roastery project we're doing in la it's opening in about six weeks it's going to be pretty special you guys will have to come see it when yeah. you're in la you want cool. a podcast under a tree there yeah, yeah. do you have any trees we, we can have podcast a huge under? olive tree there awesome yeah. okay you'll feel cool. right at, i'm there you'll feel <laughs> right at home <laughs> um and then yeah just like we're you know we, we do a lot of great wholesale with great tech companies and like you know, the, like um, Google and even like GoPro and Netflix and things like that. It's been fun to push into that. And then really just working on product development and innovation. So whether it's Flash Brew, which is our take on like cold brew, you know, our, our counterpoint to cold brew, you know, hot brewed, flash chilled and trying to be innovative there. We have decaf coming out, uh, single origin coffee coming out in that realm. And we're working on a line of... Um, like alternative, really clean, clean labeled alternative milk drinks that's coming out um, with an, like an oat almond uh, blend dates, no sugar, no added sugars, really low sugar count, super, super clean ingredients. We have a, just stuff like that and uh, other 
really focus on like innovation and then nice. build the brand in a meaningful way and don't blow it. Yeah, don't blow it. Will you <laughs> actually hype up that hype up the flash brew? Because I know that like nitro became like a really big thing, right? And um, I guess educate what our is the educate, difference between nitro and yeah, flash educate brew? Gina and educate our listeners me. on nitro and flash brew. Yeah, what is it? Let's break it down. Well, cold coffee, like cold brew made a big push in the past decade. And it's sort of the way people have made cold coffee for, for quite a while. And it, even we used to make it back in the day. Yeah. And, you you know, I mean, hey, like I can we can pull the curtain and say like the way people made coffee was you put it in a bucket, <laughs> a five gallon bucket with like lukewarm water. And you would just let it sit, quote, for 12 to 24 hours overnight. And by, in the back room of, you know, I mean, it was a really not precise, clean way to make coffee. And that's, a, I mean, a lot, that's a really common way of cold brews made in a lot of cafes, a lot of places. I just thought it was leftover hot coffee that they would just, like, put in the fridge. fridge. Some, <laughs> that's how my mom made it. Yeah, honestly, that's what it was. Sometimes it is also that way. That's mm -hmm. another way to do it. But, like, cold brew as a category is really just cold water, coffee soaked in cold water for some duration of time. Um, but usually a lot of time in that regard, you're not being able to pull out as many flavors of the coffee. It's usually not in an airtight environment. It's exposed to oxygen for a long time, can kind of get stale tasting or, uh, you know, not just not as clean. It can be kind of more murky. So, well, we took the approach of how we do coffee in all of our cafes. We measure water to the 10th of a gram, uh, measure coffee to the 10th of a gram, measure water to the 10th of a degree. And then thought, well, if we're so precise and we have scales all over our cafe and every shot of espresso is measured, then what the hell are we doing with this cold brew? And we thought there's got to be a better way. And so we applied all that same mindset and technique of how we brew coffee in our stores to the cold coffee. And that's what flash brew is. We, we use commercial like micro brew, uh, micro beer brewing equipment and some other custom stuff we've had made for us. And we flash, uh, we, we brew it hot flash chill it in an oxygen-free environment and then infuse it with nitrogen, which kind of adds, you know, adds the mouthfeel, adds the carbonation. It's a sweet gas, it's a sweetness and also pushes out all the oxygen. So, you know, wow. flash brew is like that's the high def, high def version of, it's basically like the high def version of cold brew. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's really good. I, if you guys have seen on my Instagram, that's, they are so kind and I've got my office, I mean, mine and Gina's office and gym full of the flash I like flash how she always like adds me in there. Like I do, I always. Too. Guess what? I don't pay any of the bills. <laughs> That's okay. You're going to pay. I know. It's like the perfect thing for me. <laughs> One day you'll pay. I know, but I do. <laughs> One day. <laughs> you're keeping track of all of it. And you're just going to send me a bill one day and be like, oh, damn it. <laughs> one day when you marry like a, a billionaire. Free. Yeah. I thought it was all I'm like, oh, remember, um, here's your bill. <laughs> yeah. No, but I do love ha having the little fridge in there. It's very, it's very handy. It is handy. Yeah, it's good stuff. Well, Colby, thank you so much for hanging out with us under this tree. And one, thank you so much for hiring me and giving me the love of coffee and... And ruining Starbucks for her forever. <laughs> <laughs> it's your fault. It's a, it's a hard step back. A hard step back. Yeah. Um, graduating me to being an adult and drinking coffee black. Mm-hmm. Love that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I love black coffee. The only time I put, I doctor my coffee is if it's shitty coffee or like shitty diner coffee. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, coffee's a fruit. Most people don't know that, right? So it's, it's you know, that, the, the better quality that you can source and roast and just 
do it do it right, the less you would you know necessarily need to add things to it. Like yeah, I'm the same way. I would go get shitty coffee and doctor it up, give it a little doctor up. Yeah, it's like so. masking masking the actual taste of the coffee. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, actually, clarify this right. for me. Um, people will talk about like um, when you roast coffee. Yeah. And I've always said, and this is from what I learned, but also like what I remember, is like as Verve, you roast the coffee in or into a to a time when it's just pulling out. It's the flavors of like where its surroundings or like, yeah. so it's never roasting it to be just this dark roast all the time. And people have mentioned things to me about like you know some of the Verve coffee of like how it's like a lighter color yeah. than some other beans. Yeah, I mean our. our it's true. Like when you roast coffee in brief, you're kind of caramelizing the sugars and there's this balancing point. If you have really high end coffee, that's has a ton of intrinsic flavors and fruity or floral, or, you know, there's all these varieties of coffee, like apples or anything else. And we source the, the, the best of them. And so we want to caramelize the sugar, make bring out sweetness, but then not start covering all those beautiful natural flavors with roast. And that's where we are always trying to, it's a delicate dance. Every single coffee we, we roast, we develop a new profile for how that coffee should be roasted. We don't have like this one roast. We, every coffee is developed for itself. And so a lot of companies, you know, the darker you roast the coffee, the more you just start covering up whatever that coffee was with roast. And in a lot of cases, when you have really poor coffee, you want to cover up that yeah. with roast. So you know, a lot of coffee, you know, historically, a lot of coffee companies that roast really, really dark don't buy great coffee because they're just, you're not going to taste it anyway. Yeah. So if you have coffee that's like covered in oils, audience, um, I would relook at your coffee because that's, that's going into the deep zone. So that's try, like, try that's find like, a little lighter coffee. That would be like, you know, the companies that are chasing the dollar. Yeah. I mean, it's. Or I, I would, I would perceive it that way anyways. Yeah, for sure. And then you know, quality over quantity versus them having quantity over quality. Yeah. And that's the difference between Verve and a lot of, you know, coffee companies. And that's the difference between a lot of other, you know, third wave coffee shops that are roasting and putting in the time and the effort and the care, you know, into the product they're making. So yeah, check your beans, people. Check your beans, you guys. <laughs> Check your beans. Make sure they're not oily. Yeah. Well, do you have uh, anything you want to leave with these guys where um, you guys can check out Verve on Instagram and... Yeah, we're we're online uh, at Verve Coffee on all the platforms and online, and there's a lot, ton of information on our website and if co about coffees we have and individual coffees, and just working on putting out more media and just doing fun things. So, make sure you guys um, keep an eye out for me and Gina in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> me and Gina and Colby in Japan podcasting. Look, it's gonna it's gonna happen. Just look sure. for the tree with three people on <laughs> headphones under it. All right. Well, thank you for having us, and uh, let's go drink some coffee, Gina. I'm in. I'm in. Okay. Thanks, hey, guys. guys. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, five-star rating. And uh, thanks for listening, guys. Have a great day. Go go drink some Verve coffee. Yeah. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully 
done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com.